All right. We are live, episode 78. Jim Lamancusa, Cusa Tea and Coffee. Daniel Quinones, Front Page Retail. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Mark. Let's do it. Let's do it. Jim, tell me a little bit about the company. When did it start? What is it all about? Yeah, sure. So it started, I had a, I was on a backpacking trip. So I've been an avid outdoorsman pretty much my whole life. And I was on a backpacking trip. Uh, it's now five and a half years ago. And I'm an avid tea drinker uh, on this backpacking trip. All of my friends in the morning, they had little Starbucks via coffee packets. And I was carrying around wet, soggy tea bags. And you can't just chuck those out in the woods. You have to pack them out. It's pretty much the only thing that's heavier leaving the trail than going in. And I would store them in this Ziploc bag and put them in my backpack. Well, one day I didn't seal the Ziploc bag. Uh, by the end, of the, the end of the day of the hike, my clothes were covered with all this cold tea water. And it was this light bulb moment of, wait, why, don't I, why can't I have something like Starbucks Via but as a tea drinker? And so I went back after that trip and I did a bunch of research and seeing if there, if there is any instant tea out there that I would want to drink. And the bottom answer is no. They're Lipton and Nest Tea have instant tea, but they're full of sugar, preservatives, maltodextrin, artificial ingredients. And so I, I came up with the idea, let's make an, a clean ingredient instant tea. Well, cut to the chase, all the existing technologies for dehydrating beverages beverages destroy the tea and coffee for that matter. So it's either high heat dehydration called spray drying or really cold temperature dehydration, which is freeze drying. And so both of those destroy the tea and coffee. And so I literally created a new technology for dehydrating beverages that keeps all the flavor, all the aroma, all the active ingredients and makes it super convenient for the customer. Okay. One thing I took from that is don't be a litterer. Yeah, I'm not a right. hiker, but I had the vision of these people who wouldn't be you and they litter. Don't litter. I don't know why yeah. that's what I took from. Sorry. That's what um, you took out of it. Awesome. Great. <laughs> let, let's get into what you then do as far as looking for a, it's Mason, looking for a co-packer or, and or somebody who's going to be able to make this? Because it does sound like there's some technologies and things that you need to get yep. sort of, you know, wrap your head around. How does that work? Well, let me first say there was nine months of total failure. And so I tried to use the spray drying and freeze drying. And I tried to use better qualities tea, different temperature all across the board. Spent $75,000 of my wife and my savings to try to make this happen. And they all failed. And so there was about two weeks that I said, you know what, I'm not going to launch this company. I can't figure it out. I don't want to launch a product that's full of sugar and artificial flavorings. And so I started putting out my resume. And it was about two weeks later that I was bored brushing my teeth at night. And my wife, every night, she puts on this rose eye cream and it smells like rose petals. And so I was reading the ingredient box and it said rose extract. And so I wondered, I was like, how are they getting rose petals into an eye cream? And then it's like one of those harebrained ideas, like, could I use that same technology and use it for a food purpose? And so I researched worldwide botanical extraction companies. I found a bunch of them. I pitched them. Most of them, like, it was like 99 out of 100 said no. One of them said yes. Why don't you come on out and we'll see if we can modify our technology and use it for a food purpose. And it worked. And so now we've got 30 patents on the technology. They're an amazing partner, but 
I, it, you know, it took somebody that had some vision to be able to give it a chance to work. I like that. $75,000 eye cream and the fortitude to just get it done. That yep. is how you get things moving. If you have something like this, uh, which is a very unique sort of in its own, you know, sort of in its own category, right? As you're continuing to sort of dwindle it down to, to what it is that you have. So that's very cool. Um, how do you then go from that, finding that manufacturer and getting it into the packaging? Could you describe to us sort of how is it sold right now? Is it in individuals? Is it 16 packs, 24 packs? How's the case look? So the, it's, it's sold, every serving is an individual serving. I can show you, just a little stick pack. Um, we do sell these, when we launched the brand, we were selling them primarily in 10 pack boxes for retail shelves. And what I found is, I mean, as most companies have in the last year and a half, is that direct-to-consumer is the way of the future, and especially for something like a daily beverage, tea and coffee. And so we, we have moved our business. Now 80% of our business is in bulk packs. So we sell 30, 60, and 100 packs online. Over 50% of our customers are, are monthly subscribers, and that continues to grow because, again, it's something you never want to run out of. And so it's once you find something you like, put it on subscription and then you never have to run out again. So that bulk pack really changed the game and it's far more economical and it's better for the customer and more environmentally friendly, all the above. Is everything right now direct to consumer? No, we still have 2,500 stores. So we're in REI, we're in vitamin shop, we're in a bunch of grocery stores, but you know, the, the margins and it's be COVID of course has challenged everybody at retail. But one of the bigger things is an emerging brand like us where we have a different delivery format. It's not a tea bag, it's not coffee grounds. And so how do you get a customer to try it? And at a grocery store now, it's impossible to do demos and sampling. And so what we've done is shift our attention online where we offer a free sample pack on our website. So anybody can go on, they pay a small shipping and handling fee they get free tea or coffee, they can try it out, and then they get a discount for their next order. And we get about 30% of those customers that get a sample pack converting into a customer. And from those customers, their second purchase is typically a subscription. So we're sending thousands of sample packs a month. So it, it becomes a pretty powerful engine for growth. Um, if you don't mind, let's describe that right now because we can actually touch on it. Um, give me the offering right now so that others can hear exactly what this is. Sure. So um, our most popular one is our discovery pack. So we have 23 different flavors of tea and coffee, but we've condensed it down to the top 10 flavors that are our top sellers. And so somebody can pay $3.99 for shipping and handling, and we will send them 10 cups of tea and coffee uh, and a discount code for their next purchase. We, you know, for the other brands out there, there's a whole series of email flows that go in after that so the customers get an email flow and essentially we will we'll educate you we'll tell you what's what's coming how to prepare it um, then we'll start reminding you that you know which was your favorite flavor and then we'll give you another discount and the discounts continue to grow until and then we'll annoy you to the point where either my last email is literally me saying looks like you don't want to talk to us anymore no hard feelings we're going to unsubscribe you and that the shocker is that that's one of our most successful emails is that people don't like being unsubscribed the the thing that I like about this piece and what we do on the show is, like I say, I have nothing scripted on purpose because what people don't understand is me being in your seat, I could talk about all this all day long, right? 
And yep. this is the value add because I'm actually going to point at this when I upload it. And because there's a lot of people asking about direct to consumer. So I'm going to stick on this for another two minutes. Listen to what he just said. And I'm actually going to go back into a couple things because I want you to pull some stuff out of this. Because I've been talking, I've been writing a lot about direct to consumer. And there's this sentiment where after I get a bunch of you know, messages like, who are you using or what can you refer me or what do you think about this? And as, as respect to my time, people are very respectful too. It's not like I can just give it, you know, here's, oh, this is what it, it doesn't work like that. He's offering his product. You are in a really great, uh, as far as category and as far as the packaging, you have a great offering when it comes to shipping, because that is one hurdle for everybody. For us, at least, we're shipping a lot of air, right? Yep. They've got these single serve little packs. The reality is, let's do a quick Q&A, ready? Yep. You're shipping, can you ship USPS? Yes. Are you getting some sort of rate that's under $2? Yes. Listen to that, there's two items. Um, you are offering a variety pack. Yes. Uh, the customer gets to try the variety pack and then the hope is that they get to find out what flavor was their favorite. Yes. They hopefully then come back and buy the full pack of that flavor or two or three at what you're describing as gonna be closer to full price. Correct. You got them to do that because you now have their email address. Yeah. You are going to send them an email after they've tried the product and it's going to basically ask them, you want another product? Here, let me hook you up with another discount. Yep. They may or may not buy. Correct. Your hope is that your number is above, like you just said, 30, 40, 50%. That's right. The goal is that your cost per acquisition continues to come down every single time somebody does go ahead and repurchase. Yes, but we have the cost of acquisition that actually it pays for itself with the average order value and the lifetime value. So at some point, I think the, the acquisition cost is going to flatline. And as long as that flatline is profitable long term, I'm happy it's there. I could go on for another seven or eight Q and A's, right? And walk them all through this. The, 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 let me recap. You're, you're throwing an ad out. It's so enticing, they, they buy it. You may be losing money on that first offer. The goal is that you have a great product. Oh yeah, you have to have a great product. Yep. Your percentage rate, as far as returning, has to be high. The goal, long. I'm just going to now speed it up to the end. By the time that the person becomes an actual customer, they are a profitable customer. You That's lost right. in the beginning, but you're gaining it back later. And then you're coming up and calculating all that, all those transactions, the ones you won and the ones you lost and everything in between to see if you have a direct-to-consumer business. I hope everybody watches that. And I'm gonna just point at it because what you're providing is value, Jim. So let's now just close this out with where does CUSA look or how does it look in the next 12 months as a company? 
I mean, we're just out of the metal with direct to consumer. So we have, we've figured out that um, acquisition, low cost acquisition, and we have a really high average order value and we continue to see a higher, higher and higher repeat purchase cycle. So we have found that, I mean, most tea and coffee companies, they continue to add more flavors so that you can attract different customers that have different palates. And so we're going to continue to innovate from a flavor perspective, but finding our horses and, and then those become the ones that we offer for the discovery pack and the trial pack. Um, you know, we, we really doubled down with the subscription side of the business about six weeks ago. And we went from a couple hundred subscribers to a couple thousand. And it was an eye opener to see how many of our customers wanted subscription. And we just weren't providing either the value or the ease of use. And so, you know, there's companies that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on website platforms to make subscriptions work and they're, they're at, they are challenging. So you got to figure out something that's going to make it really easy for the customer to change, edit, cancel whenever they want to. But since doing that, we've added thousands of subscribers. And I used to pull up my phone in the morning when I would wake up and we'd have a few, few hundred bucks in orders. Now I pull it up and there's a few thousand because all of the subscribers process at 345 in the morning. And so you start out every day ahead more and more. And so I think if you have a product that leans, it lends itself to subscription, it, it really can be, it's really powerful um, for a method of growth. Fantastic. Really, really great info on this uh, episode. Uh, I, I don't think I've dialed it like that where we just pointed, but I loved what we were able to do here. And it's a good product as an example as well. The last piece that I'll leave everybody with is don't forget that all the customers that you're acquiring online for what is a great vertical for your business, which is direct to consumer. Everybody likes to throw it out there. Direct to consumer, direct to consumer. Really? I don't, know. I don't know what that was, um, is that you are branding, you're, you're marketing, you're putting your, 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 your company in front of them over and over. And then hopefully they've tried it again. Remember, they may not come back or maybe they did once or twice and they just didn't want to do the subscription. But when you are in retail simultaneously, and that same yeah. customers walking down the aisle, they say, ah, I remember them. Ah, I tried them. Ah, I just saw an ad on Facebook. That's a plus for your partnership at retail too, of which you could provide data for. <laughs> Summary. Uh, Daniel, front page retail, give it to us. Sure. Uh, thank you, Mark, for having me. Great story uh, on the on the tea. I really love it. And that's exactly why Front Page Retail uh, was started. I started Front Page Retail because there was an opportunity to use what uh, Bitco does best on field sales execution and, uh, and help emerging CPG brands in South Florida. And that's why I started it uh, with scrappy and relentless team members who will share your story, the founder's story with uh, consumers and customers alike, carry your samples in stores, now with demos not being possible at all in many retailers. And, uh, and I'm excited to get going. It's month eight for me. Uh, so very exciting to actually bring uh, new customers and new brands on board. And since I like to bring value to this, more value to this, uh, to this uh, video, I will 
say that the first three customers or brands who would reach out to me from, from your platform will get a $500 discount. Daniel's hooking you up, folks. He's got, the, he's got a great haircut, number one. So let's leave it right there. He's already winning. Uh, that's good stuff, Daniel. We appreciate that too. I always throw up the info too. Daniel's info, Jim's info. I like this episode. Value add is what the whole premise of this thing is. So good stuff, fellas. Have a great uh, rest of the week. Thank you. Thanks, Mark.